Welcome, informed citizens. It is Wednesday, June 16th. We're starting a little late with this one. A lot going on, a lot of stuff to do. But hey, every day that goes by, more is getting exposed. More people are asking questions. More people are starting to wake up. A lot is coming out. A lot is coming out. We've got a lot to talk about in this here episode, folks. We're going to be covering uh, a lot of different topics. UFOs, actually. Apparently today, congressional members were briefed about UFOs in a classified briefing, interestingly enough. And lo and behold, this is happening around the same time as the audits are being completed, at least the Arizona audit and maybe other audits coming our way. Not just that, but the Wuhan leak getting exposed, Project Veritas dropping another bombshell, and this one was pretty good. This one was was pretty good. And then we got Biden meeting with Putin there in Geneva. So much going on, so many distractions. Of course, the deep state is desperate for so much uh, smearing that's going on out there. Cancel culture, you know, they're trying to get us deplatformed still. And writing the hit pieces about us, giving us some good ammunition for defamation suits, just saying. Thanks, guys. So anyway, we've got a handful of articles to go through here on the main topics over the last couple of days. Not going to lie, as soon as I get comfortable with all this, I'm thinking about doing a live stream every single day, which would be grand. You get my ass on your screen every day talking about conspiracy theories with you, but uh, it would just be a little difficult. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, there's other videos on other work I want to get to. If I do a live stream every day, that might be a little tough. But uh, we will see. Anyway, guys, we are going to get to all of that big news. Yes, we're going to talk about Tucker Carlson blowing the lid off the FBI and their possible involvement with January 6th, too. Yes, that Revolver News article. We'll definitely discuss that, too. So we're going to get to all of today's stories right after this quick word from today's sponsor. Boom! All right, everybody, what to begin with? You know, me doing a live stream every day, that would be great. There's a lot of stuff I feel like I miss and I can't shove into these reports because it, you know, you wait too long and it just doesn't become relevant anymore. Wait like 24 hours. People don't care about stuff anymore, but uh, we'll see. I might, uh, I might try to find some assistant help or something like that with these because believe it or not, over the last four and a half years now, how long have I been doing this crap? Jeez, when did I start my YouTube channel? 2017, January? 100% me. 100% me. There might have been like two videos on my YouTube channel that I didn't edit myself, but it's all been me. Live streams, videos, editing, pre-recording, recording, all that stuff. It's been crazy. Anyway, uh, it'd be nice to have a little help help the uh, carpal tunnel out a little bit. So let's get into these articles now without further ado, starting off with the Arizona audit. Arizona audit, the hand count is completed. Paper ballot examination continues. 100,000 ballots inspected per day. Per day, that's a lot. And it has been, uh, shall we say, secure, you know? reasonably done. They've had everything, you know, they've crossed all their T's and dotted their I's. It's been a solid, solid audit. No wonder why this is scaring the shit out of the establishment. And I think Rachel Maddow cries nearly every night now because of this Arizona audit. So, ooh, I'm excited. 
I am excited for these results. <laughs> that is for sure. We'll see when we get them. We might have to be a little patient. Might not be tomorrow, but uh, hopefully within the next week or two, we'll get a final count. And then right after that, we can go into other audits being announced. And then boom, boom, boom. You know, dominoes will just fall. Georgia, Pennsylvania, Nevada, Wisconsin, Michigan, who knows what other states, you know, by this point, two dozen state delegations, I think, two dozen, over 20 of them have toured the Arizona audit, the floor of it, so there's a lot of states out there that could be next, that could be next, and what also is happening next is President Trump returning to the limelight a former campaign manager for him, Corey Lewandowski, dropped some hints in some interviews uh, earlier this week saying that they've got special surprises coming with Trump's future political plans. Special surprises. And he said this in response to a question about Trump running for 2024. Now, whenever that's been brought up, Trump running in 2024, you know, we haven't gotten a definitive answer. Just like Trump has not give us, given us a definitive concession yet, correct? It's just all been very vague, very vague these past six months. But, uh, you know, I don't think Trump will run in 2024 because clearly we have 2020 that still needs some cleaning up. So we'll see what happens with Trump next Although, he's returning to his rallies. Yes, he is. They're in Ohio, Saturday, June 26th, 7 p.m. Eastern. We will see. Uh, literally, we will see where we can watch it. Like, I don't know if YouTube is even going to carry this thing. They might censor the whole friggin', whole friggin' event. Uh, <laughs> we'll see if RSBN has it on their YouTube channel. But let's hope uh, they keep their YouTube channel. But nevertheless... Um, yeah, you know, hopefully, hopefully real soon we can watch Trump's rallies maybe on Trump's social media platform. <laughs> watch it there itself. And I'm excited for that platform, you know, hopefully not too much longer. We're hearing this summer, maybe within a few weeks to a month or so. But Jason Miller, Trump's spokesperson, recently uh, retired his seat being Trump's spokesperson, and he's now going to head up this tech startup that's focusing on a platform. But Jason Miller the other day said that he doesn't know if Trump's going to join his platform yet. Trump might be working on his own. So by hearing that from Jason Miller, that suggests to us that we could get more, we could get options, right? We could get Jason Miller with his platform. Maybe Trump does his own. Maybe this is just some kind of like strategy to keep certain people guessing as to Trump's particular plans coming up. But I would love to have some options. Or if it's all in one, that's fine too. But it would be nice to have, you know, a video component, some sort of Twitter-like timeline scrolling component, maybe a group function similar to what Facebook has. And ooh, monetization would be nice. And if anybody's going to give us some solid monetization, it would be Trump, right? He's a businessman. He wants to bring that. So, uh, ah, I can't wait. I cannot wait. I love Telegram, but I don't love Telegram. Really hate it for certain reasons. All the clickbait and disinformation crap that's just all over Telegram. Gab is okay. CloudHub is okay. But I just, I'm excited for what Trump's bringing in terms of the communications 
platforms. Let's move on now into the illegitimate president. Whoever the heck is pulling this guy's strings, it's just <laughs> they're either A, doing such a bad job, or who knows who's pulling Biden's strings. Maybe they're making Biden act like a jackass on purpose. The optics of it all. But hey, Biden and Putin today met in Geneva, Geneva, Switzerland, for the G7 summit. And body language tells us everything. <laughs> Putin did not seem like he wanted to be there. And he seemed like he was just really laughing at Joe freaking Biden, aren't we all? But this was not without fireworks. There was a lot of golden moments from this event today. One of those golden moments was Joe Biden holding cheat cards, like note cards, at his meeting. Just getting roasted for it. Mainstream media and the blue checkmark shills out there, they're trying to defend Joe Biden for it. Meanwhile, when Trump and Putin met not too many years ago, who, who, brought, who brought note cards to that meeting? Fun fact, it wasn't Trump. <laughs> so it's funny. Joe Biden just, uh, he can't remember jack shit. And as usual, he says, he literally said this at a press conference right after meeting Putin. As usual, they give me a list of people I'm going to call on. Whoops. I don't know if he was supposed to say that, or maybe he was. But as usual, they, they, who is they? Joe? They, 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 they? Uh, would you like to know more? Well, yes, I would. And, oh, man, he also almost said Trump's name when he was trying to reference President Putin. Joe Biden said President Tr Tr er, Putin and all sorts of other gaffes. I mean, it was, just a, it was just a mess today. Absolute clown show. And on one hand, it's really sad because this is just making America look like a total shit show on the world stage, but... On the other hand, I might have a little faith for, I don't know, the ideas of people around the world. I think, I think a lot of international friends of ours realize that Biden did not really win. In fact, there was a woman today there at the G7 summit. I don't have the photo up here, the screenshot, but she was holding up a sign there at the G7 meeting like outside saying Trump won. Or maybe she was on a boat or something like that. I, I can't exactly remember. But she had a sign that said Trump won there, like, protesting. Or <laughs> it was flying her flag. It was great. So, no, people know. People know. Even if they don't want to admit that those are their thoughts because they don't want to seem weird to their friends and family, right? They don't want to get canceled or attacked. But, uh, no, people know. People know. So, don't be afraid to question things openly to strangers, you know? I try to do that every day. I try to come in contact with one person I don't know and just say, like, one quick thing about something, whether it's the election being a joke. Uh, today, I was getting coffee at a coffee shop, and I just brought up masks being bullshit and shots being bullshit, and lo and behold, she totally agreed with me. <laughs> and we started joking around about faking vaccine passports and things like that. So, yeah, no, don't be afraid. 
Don't be afraid to step outside of the box with your thoughts, and don't be a sheep. Uh, next subject, one more thing having to do with Putin here in Geneva, and we'll move on into looking at uh, Tucker's massive report last night on the FBI possibly playing a part in the insurrection on January 6th. Anyway, Putin also bringing up January 6th in an interview with a Western media outlet, uh, ABC actually, was interviewing President Putin. And Putin brought up the detention of January 6th protesters, basically saying that our current government is making political moves with that, and also questioning Ashley Babbitt's murder. It was pretty interesting what he uh, went and brought up with his his interview there. It was kind of tough listening to the translator, but, huh, go Putin, that's for sure. You know, back back in the YouTube days, good old YouTube days, good old whiteboard days. Shout out to the OG destroying the illusion, uh, destroying the illusion watchers that are still still on board. Uh, I made a video called "Why I Think Trump and Putin Are Trolling the World," and that was one of the first videos that I think it was my first video that got to a hundred thousand views. It got pretty popular, and my my thesis, my theories in that. That video basically suggested that Trump, behind the scenes, might really be working with Putin in some capacity, or they at least have the same agenda, even if they're not, like, closely connected. Same agenda to combat the deep state, and that's why the them deep staters out there always try to scream, Russia, Russia, Russia. They're scared. They're trying to frame the maybe-not-so-bad guys as being the bad guys. So, good old days. Good old days. Glad some of you guys are still here. So, moving on from this. Let's see, what's our next article? Revolver News. Huge breaking report from them uh, yesterday that came out on likely deep state plants inside the January 6th uprising. Was it all planned? This is big stuff that is coming out. And quite honestly, I am fairly surprised as to how much press this report is getting and how viral it is going. So this particular Revolver News report, okay, uh, it talks about what they're labeling as co-conspirators. Co-conspirators. So essentially, they're saying that the FBI and the DOJ is purposefully not arresting and prosecuting some of these co-conspirators that were involved in the uh, so-called, more finger quotes here, insurrection. Not really an insurrection, but that's what they're calling it. Insurrection because uh, some of them might be FBI agents themselves, right? Let's, Let's ask a basic question here. How many, shall we say, events such as shootings Have we learned that the FBI has been connected to, either played a part in, maybe even helped foment themselves? How many? How many of these shootings? Pulse nightclub shooting, Vegas shooting, how many of these other sort of domestic terrorist incidents that occur did the FBI know about beforehand? Or maybe even set up, help to set up themselves? That's just... 
FBI, call them the frickin' Federal Bureau of Insurrections now. Why not just call them that? You know? And then last night, Tucker goes and does a show. Man, we, we haven't even gotten into Project Veritas yet, but I was in the middle of watching this report from Project Veritas that came out, and somebody told me that Tucker was doing a segment on the FBI being involved in the January 6th events. And I was like, oh shit, I had to stop this halfway through, bounce over to watch Tucker live, and my mind was blown. So he actually had the uh, editor of Revolver News on his broadcast, and they were discussing the co-conspirators and this particular report. And uh, Tucker Carlson actually was discussing how the FBI has kind of had a history in, like, having their fingers in these different events and being way too closely connected to them. It's just classic COINTELPRO. I mean, we learned about that in the 1960s and 70s when the FBI was trying to keep tabs on the the Vietnam protesters and a lot of the uh, the anti-racism movements as well, you know, Malcolm X and Martin Luther King Jr., like, with the FBI freaking doing their, doing their thing. Good old-fashioned COINTELPRO. And let me just say, it took me about five seconds instantly when I saw the videos of the protesters going into the Capitol. The first video I saw took me just, just a few seconds to know that, okay, that, that's a frame job there. That's bait. That's bait right there, right? And then, clearly, as the evidence came out, we had BLM individuals that were involved in there. All of the so-called Q supporters that have been arrested. I mean, not all of them, but a lot of them don't look like Q supporters. Don't even look like Trump supporters. Clearly, they look like they were just paid to put on a Q shirt just to get a photo op so the media could run a narrative. And then we have this breaking news coming out about the co-conspirators, more people possibly involved that might have been FBI agents. Heck, who knows? Might have been CIA agents posing as FBI agents, posing as Q supporters, <laughs> right? Just Who knows these friggin' days? So you got to understand, COINTELPRO, it's used all the time. Counterintelligence programs or counterintelligence propaganda, however you want to... Uh, describe it. It's absolutely being used with this insurrection. I don't doubt that. And it's also being used to frame the whole Q movement as being bad. All right. I would not doubt for a second that there are agents and assets, two different things, but very related agents and assets, both inserted into the truth media movement and particularly the Q media movement to act like pro-Q, pro-Trump people. Meanwhile, their goal, whether they even realize it or not, they could be freaking useful idiots, just pawns in the game, but what they're doing is spreading just all this dumb shit, whether it's misinformation, disinformation, clickbait, garbage decodes. That's a that's a big one lately that I've been seeing is the garbage Q decodes, another air quote necessary here, that are being just flooded onto Telegram and Gab and other, you know, Places where Q folks hang out, it's just, oh, so much COINTELPRO. And then the media, what are they doing? 
the media is using that, the garbage decodes, the shit clickbait, the COINTELPRO garbage, they're using that to write their frame jobs, write their smear pieces. And the FBI and the Department of Homeland Security is using that COINTELPRO to run with the insurrectious domestic extremist narratives as well. It's not just the fake news media, but also our so-called intel agencies uh, that are supposed to be, you know, protecting us and our national security. Uh, they're also using that COINTEL bullshit to run with their agendas and their narratives and come out with their assessments that QAnon people are into crazy ideas and they're violent and all that stuff, right? The FBI is probably setting it up themselves, folks. The world's an illusion, you know? Maybe maybe you guys out there need to watch some more spy movies. <laughs> yeah, they're movies. They're, you know, glorified and over-exaggerated, but sometimes you can find some pretty good information and, in like, tidbits, pred predictive programming, truth in plain sight there in some of those Hollywood spy movies. <laughs> I don't know. So, okay, let's move on now into uh, a few more things. Let's talk about Ashley Babbitt. This blew my mind. I actually didn't know this until a few days ago. I did not realize the individual who shot her, we still don't know who they are, who and their name is getting covered up. And the husband of Ashley Babbitt is actually having to sue just for the name of the officer that shot her. If this is not one of the most, you know, big red flags that we've seen, like... You know, we can't even get the dude's name. Come on, man. What? There's so many instances that we could compare this to, right? Of, I mean, George Floyd murder. Gosh, name and face of that cop all over the place. What about a few weeks ago, that one cop that uh, shot the, the guy who I think had a knife, and then, what was it, LeBron? Tweeted his picture. That shit went viral. LeBron caught heat for that. But we can't even find out who shot Ashley Bat. I mean, I don't know. Is this is is it too much to ask? I don't know. I don't feel like he should have to be suing for that information. Why keep it so secret? Maybe that guy was an FBI agent. Who knows these days? Who friggin' knows? Uh, now let's get into this Project Veritas dump. This was a good one. This was quite a good one, you know. This reporter from Houston, she was a local TV reporter for Fox 26 stationed there in Houston. Her name was Ivory Hecker. You probably saw the video that came out on Monday where she dropped a bomb live on air. Literally said... She was about to talk about, I think, the heat wave in, like, Houston and, and something having to do with air conditioning. I don't know. But before that segment, she just drops a bomb live, says, Well, I found this nonprofit called Project Veritas, and I'm going to be releasing some stuff to them about Fox Corp tomorrow. <laughs> it, was, it was cold. Oh, it was so great. And then this comes out, and there was some pretty good stuff in here. She was discussing how her bosses... And the bosses of her bosses basically were stifling her in her reporting of, I mean, her reporting of hydroxychloroquine, even just posting on her own social media profiles about HCQ. She got roasted for by her bosses. 
And then there was some pretty, like, racist comments from her bosses that she got on tape. She got a lot of this on tape. And there was more as well. It was solid, man. It was a good good report there. And there was also some information about how vaccines are are essentially, when we see a vaccine ad on TV, especially news broadcast, that's a advertisement, right? And it doesn't look like such. But yet she was describing how ad council money literally goes to Fox and then Fox pays the ad council. It's just, it's this revolving door within the media where they get ads and of course the advertisers more or less control what they say. And then, you know, if they don't say what the advertisers want, they don't get the money. So, woo-wee! Keep going, Project Veritas. Light it up. O'Keefe, good stuff. So now, now let's get into the uh, unidentified flying objects. So today, lawmakers on the House Intelligence Committee received a classified UFO briefing. This is the news that we are hearing today. Uh, thousand different things I could say about this. Number one, according to one committee source, today's briefing was conducted by the Navy and the FBI. FBI. Good, good old FBI. The federal, federal bullshitters investigation. Um, I can only assume with all these facts surfacing about how the FBI really operates, that the FBI, it's only a matter of time until they're going to call these aliens, uh, well, they already are calling them a national security threat, but UFOs are a national security threat. So obviously, these these whoever's piloting these UFOs must be Q supporters and, and Trump voters, right? Maybe they're insurrectionists. Maybe the FBI is going to call these aliens insurrectionists. I don't know. They must be. Joe Biden said a few weeks ago white supremacy was a, was the biggest national security threat we face, right? And then once Hunter Biden got caught saying the N-word in some text messages, woo-wee, that quickly went to climate change is the biggest national security threat we face. Something's obviously going to happen to sw- shift that conversation into uh, something else being the next national security threat we face. And they're trying to make the threat right there. I don't do the Project Bluebeam stuff, guys. I don't do the uh, big fake alien invasion stuff. I think a lot of that is clickbait fear porn. But you are seeing the false flag happen in real time here. I mean, you are seeing the psyops already take place. They are giving us the limited hangout narratives. They are installing their gatekeepers in the media. We'll get to that. You know, you're already seeing the agenda happen with the false UFO disclosure. And also, I would imagine whoever got this classified briefing, congressional leaders aren't going to be told jack squat having to do with the truth. They're going to be given a manufactured, manicured briefing assessment themselves. So let's be real, folks. Let's be real. Nobody's going to be told the truth about this. They're going to cover up the fact that most of these UFOs are probably American-made craft. They already are trying to cover that up. We had a New York Times report come out a couple of weeks ago trying to do that. Oh, they could be Russia. They could be aliens. We don't know if they're aliens, but we're not saying they are. We're not saying they aren't. But what we are saying is they're definitely not American craft. Definitely not. It's what we're sure about. 
That's what they're trying to tell us and bullshit us with. And I ain't buying it. Uh, what I'm also not buying is just what a lot of this, not only these narratives, right? UFOs could threaten U.S. security, politicians say, but also who they're rolling out. Who they're rolling out. They're rolling out people like uh, Lou Elizondo, you know, ex-government chief for UFO investigations. U.S. considering ET hypothesis. Lou Elizondo going all over the media. He's their new gatekeeper. Here he is here doing Megyn Kelly's show today. That one kind of was kind of like, huh, that's... So that's a weird place for him to go, but Lou Elizondo went on to Megyn Kelly's show to give us the truth about UFOs. The truth. It's about the last person I would expect the truth from about UFOs (laughs) would be Lou Elizondo, given how much the mainstream media loves him. New York Times, Washington Post, CNN, Fox Corp. <laughs> and uh, he's a counter-intel guy, career counter-intelligence. Counter-intel, remember, is basically the branch of intelligence where they're trying to prevent you from understanding the intelligence, right? So for a counter-intel guy to be lecturing us about the truth of UFOs, I mean, come on, come on, man. Come on, man. It's a joke. It's an absolute joke. Oh, the U.S. is considering the extraterrestrial hypothesis these gatekeepers are saying. Could be China. Could be Russia. We don't think it's them. So, wow, we got to consider these being extraterrestrial. Now, here's the thing. I'm not saying all UFO sightings are ET. I think a handful of them might be. But I do think most of them are probably our craft. That's what they don't want you to know, though. Don't want you to entertain the thought of is these UFOs possibly being from the military-industrial complex of our own country and thus kept hidden from us. Thus, advanced technologies kept hidden from us. Thus, you can connect the dots. So, limited hangout and distraction and setting up the gatekeepers to manage the narratives and trying to funnel the public into these gatekeepers to be just totally mind-screwed. You're seeing it happen in action. So let's go now into last couple subjects, talking about the Wuhan lab leak here, John Stewart pushing the Wuhan lab leak theory on Colbert's show. Some people were impressed. I got to say I was not. He was about let's just say, a year and a half too late on this one. Maybe I would have been impressed if this was nine months ago, 12 months ago, but, I mean, everybody's already talking about it. It's not not like it's hidden anymore. It's not like people are getting censored for this anymore. So, I don't know. I'm impartial to Jon Stewart. I don't love him. I don't hate him. One person I don't like at all is Stephen Colbert, though. That is for sure. He is just the biggest slime cringe ball you could ask for. But uh, anyway, moving on from that. Robert Redfield, former CDC director. CDC director under Trump, mind you. He is definitely entertaining 
the Wuhan lab leak theories, and he's been doing it for a little while now, at least a few months. But he's explicitly saying that he thinks a lot of bioengineers out there, biolab researchers, show a lot of arrogance that nothing can go wrong by not entertaining these lab leak ideas. And he's saying that it's more than likely this came from a lab. And then it came from nature. Meanwhile, just today, fraud-ass Fauci went on to CBS this morning and stated, quote, we've always said to keep an open mind and continue to look in regards to the lab theory. So I think it's a bit of a distortion to say that we have deliberately suppressed that. I think this guy would be would be in the running, you know, for biggest liar in government. And I know that is a tough spot to fill. There's a lot of good competition for that spot, but might be Fauci, biggest liar in government right now. We got your emails, dude. How are you going to you can't lie to us. How are you going to say that? And we've got old quotes, old tweets, old statements from you, Fauci, stating the complete opposite of that. Not only would he be the biggest liar in government, he's also the highest paid, and that is confirmed. Over $400,000 a year, which is over what the president even makes. Uh, Yeah, Fauci. Someone's got him by the balls, that's for sure. (laughs) The deep state department. All right, and last thing I want to talk to you guys about is just something a little more lighthearted. Something that's just been laughing, uh, making me laugh this past day. Cristiano. Cristiano Ronaldo canceling Coke. This is just gold. Mind you, Cristiano Ronaldo is hands down the most popular sports athlete in the world. Hands down. By marketability, by Instagram followers, by money he makes on sponsorships. He is the most popular sports person in the world. So yesterday, he was doing a press conference for the Euro 2020 Championship soccer tournament that's being held in Europe. He literally moved the Coke bottles, as you can see here, away from him. Says, agua, water, boom. (laughs) He's fed up. Fed up with Coke. (laughs) Oh, God. That is too good. And then icing on the cake here is that Coca-Cola's stock dropped $4 billion in market share almost instantly following Ronaldo moving moving the Cokes away. I just, I got to say, I love Ronaldo. I just, (laughs) ever since I started playing soccer when I was 15, uh, I was a Ronaldo fan, which blows my mind because I was freaking 15 years ago and Ronaldo still freaking playing at the international level even. Uh, <laughs> Ronaldo's cool because he's he also uh, has openly questioned PCR tests. He's written Instagram comments about this and posted about it on his social media calling PCR tests garbage. And not just that, he like refuses to wear masks. There was a photo taken just yesterday of him with the uh the 
the prime minister of Portugal, I think, and like the king of Spain and some politicians around him. Ten people around Ronaldo all wearing a mask. CR7 wasn't wearing a mask. He was the only one not wearing one. And uh, he's also been like not wearing them on the sidelines of games and stuff like that. It's he's he's good. I think he also has an apartment in Trump Tower in New York, if I remember correctly. He uh, he bought an apartment there, and and uh, you know so maybe maybe Ronaldo knows what's up. Maybe, but that's gold. It just you know on one hand it's actually scary knowing that one person has that much power over people when they have fame behind them, such as Ronaldo, or such as like Elon Musk, you know, one tweet about crypto could be freaking anything, truth or not, and boom, you know, markets tank. Sucks that people still have that sheep mentality, but on the other hand, it's good to know that uh, some people out there still have a spine that are famous, at least a little bit of a spine, and Ronaldo is like so popular that even the sponsors can't cancel him. He is the one that cancels the sponsors, right? That's that's good. Hopefully, we can get more of this from people out there. I think a lot of sports folks are actually starting to uh, get fed up that they are basically, you know, corporate pawns, monkeys for hire. Uh, a lot of these sports players are just getting getting fed up with it, and you know screw the sponsors and screw this covid nonsense and your mandatory vaccines and all that so uh you know hopefully hopefully in america here some of our sports get a little uh less less woke and more awake less woke more awake how about that so anyway guys that's all for this one i appreciate you guys for hanging out I'll go live again on Friday, 3 p.m. 3 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on Friday for the next live stream. These replays go up on Gab, Rumble, BitChute, and Odyssey. Gab TV, BitChute, Rumble, and Odyssey. Podcasts up on Podbean. You can go to my website, jordansather.com, to find the podcasts, find the video channels, find ways to support me. As well, I have my own video website, jordansather.tv, that these go up to with no ads, so you can watch on there and support me at the same time. Also, I have a Subscribestar account because Patreon is one of the 16, 17, 18. I, I literally lost count by now how many platforms have suspended me, but uh, Patreon did. They were one of them, so I had to migrate to Subscribestar. I appreciate you guys who support me there. Uh, you get some exclusives for doing that, like coupon codes to my supplement brand and other things as well. Links to everything I'm discussing will be down there in the description. And then uh, I think that's all. I think that is all. Shout out to Dave at X22. He's got an interview that's coming out very soon. I did with him, hopefully uh, within the next couple of days. And then I've got some interviews coming out myself within the next few days as well, along with some other videos too. Go find me on Telegram, everybody. And uh, I think that's it. So thank you for tuning in. See you guys in the next video or the next live stream or the next shit stirring post that I throw out there on Telegram and inevitably getting somebody's panties in a freaking bunch. I don't know. It just seems to happen these days. Like we got a we got a lot of snowflakes out there in the in the left wing side of things, but sometimes I see the conservatives out there and you voice an opinion that they don't like and they get all snowflake too. So me, 
I don't do labels. I just see the value in ideas, and I try to find the truth, so I question ideas no matter who the hell is going to get mad or who the heck I'm questioning. You know, honestly, I feel like we need to question the people, quote, on our own side, right? People who seem like they're patriots, seem like they're influencers trying to combat the deep state. Because who knows? Maybe they're a freaking FBI agent themselves. So we got to question everybody, you guys. Even question your own ideas. Think to yourself, why the hell do I believe this? And is it resourceful for me? Is it even the truth? Don't be afraid to question yourself. People you follow, people you don't follow, anybody. So that's my rant. Thanks, guys. Take care. Done.